1: Welcome,
3: folks. This is Steve Moore. Thanks again for joining the More Money Show. This is the highlight of my week, and I'm just so honored to have uh, so many listeners. Our, our uh, ratings continue to climb, and so we have uh, a lot of regular listeners, so we're getting a lot of new listeners to the show. We talk about politics. We talk about the economy. We talk about your finances. We try to have a little bit of fun on this show. And by the way, the last uh, 20 or minutes or so of this hour – I'm going to be doing my favorite part of the show, which is taking your calls uh, on how you feel the economy is doing. If you were advi- Here's the question for the day. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, about uh, the bottom of the hour, please start calling in if you'd like to chime in on this. But if you were advising Joe Biden, uh, what would you tell him to do? Because I'm very, very nervous about the economy. I think we all are. We're seeing – you know, the huge spike in gas prices that are now officially double what they were when Trump left office. We're seeing inflation out of control. We did get a good jobs report um, on Friday, yesterday. So that was a little bit of good news. But I'm worried that the employment is sh- slowing down. I just don't like the direction of our country right now. I really don't. I don't like the fact that we've surrendered our energy leadership. I don't like the fact that we're not building the wall. I don't like the fact that uh, <clears throat> we are uh, seeing crime around the country. I don't like the fact that we are seeing so many uh, families now having to dip into their savings to pay their bills. So it just feels kind of rotten out there right now. And uh, that worries me, folks, that worries me Um, because I've lived through in my lifetime, eight recessions and recessions can be, you know, miserable experiences. And look, by the way, it's a beautiful day all up and down the East Coast. So After you're done listening to the More Money Show, get outside. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous day. One of those one of those days you just feel lucky to be alive. And so I was out this morning. I got some tennis in, and this afternoon we're going to a a pool party. And so I hope you all have uh, fun plans for this afternoon and the rest of the weekend. But I wish the outlook were were sunny for our for our country. But right now I'm not so sure it is. And what really frustrates me, folks, is that. So many of the things that are going on in the country right now are not due to, like, look, COVID hit, and COVID was a kind of an act of nature, right? It wasn't it wasn't something that our politicians could control. Uh, nobody had anticipated we would have this terrible uh, <clears throat> virus that killed a million Americans. It, it, it led to the shutdown of our economy and our schools for almost a year and a half. Um, And so that was something that was, again, an act of God, an act of nature, although some people think that it was also an act of China, and we could debate that as well. But my point is what's going on now is a result of our own mistakes in Washington. Washington politicians are living in a bubble. They have no idea what's going on in real America. Biden doesn't know what's going on in America. Kamala Harris doesn't know what's going on the hardships. Pete Buttigieg doesn't know what's going on. Jennifer Granholm, she's the energy secretary. I love this. We've got an energy secretary in the middle of an energy crisis who knows nothing about energy. Uh, and so we are uh, in some perilous times right now. So I wanted to uh, just in these opening minutes of uh, of this show, by the way, we'll be hearing from the Paynes in a few minutes. Uh, <clears throat> Ryan and Bob Payne, who are two in the best of the business in terms of where the markets are headed and how to protect your money in these turbulent times, but before they come on, I wanted to uh, kind of remind people of where we were 15 months ago when Trump left office versus where we are today because it is, light, it is really night and day. And, in fact, uh, one of my friends recently <clears throat> was noting that if you go all the way back to Election Day of N- November of <clears throat> 2020 and you look at the gas price, the gas price was just about $2 a gallon. Uh, Election day in November 2020. Today, it's in many markets $5 or more. Do you think that's coincidence, folks? Do you think it's just a coincidence that the gas price went up and up and up and up? Now, yes, has Vladimir Putin's invasion of, of the Ukraine had an impact? Of course it has. I mean, Joe Biden is right about that. But, folks, the, 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 the gas price went going up and up and up and up every month that Biden's gotten in office. So, you know Putin's uh, responsibility for this is, you know, is there part is there part truth to that, but it's not the root cause. And incidentally, I mean, I am a Trump fan. I, I don't always like Trump's behavior, but but I do like his policies. And I I, I honestly believe. I really, truly, honestly believe that there is no way that Vladimir Putin would have invaded Ukraine if Trump were president. And so these mistakes that we're making in Washington are affecting your life. And for the – I think this is now the 12th week in a row that I'm pleading with one of my liberal Democratic listeners, and I will be completely respectful of your opinion, but I want someone to defend – what Biden is doing, because I, I really I want to I want a very thoughtful um, uh, defense and explanation of what Biden is doing with respect to the border, with respect to fighting crime, with respect to uh, <clears throat> fighting inflation, re- re- with respect to his energy policy, which I think is is just a disaster. I mean, why aren't we producing as much oil and gas as we can? I would submit to you folks if Donald Trump were still president today we would be producing about 4 million more barrels of oil a day here in the US of A and that's that means more oil production in Texas, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, North Dakota, Alaska Uh, The other uh, Western states where we are so energy rich and it's not happening because of this crazy climate change agenda of the left, which is really hurting the economy. And uh, should we be worried about climate change 30, 50, 100 years from now? Certainly but right now we've got a crisis that's upon us that's causing real hardship for american families it is causing um, a, more hunger in america it is causing more homelessness in america it's causing more crime in america all of these things r- go right back to the idea of higher inflation and i'll make one uh, one more quick point about <clears throat> gas prices because i i am uh, i was born in 1960 so i am 62 years old, and I do remember when I was a kid and growing up in suburban Chicago, uh, my parents used to, like a couple times a week, we'd have to get up early in the morning. And by the way, in February and March in, in, uh, in Chicago, it's really cold <laughs> up north there. And we'd have to pack, we'd be freezing, we'd be, you know, our, our, our uh, teeth would be chattering and we'd be get a blanket on us and we'd be sitting in the back car, car seat of my mom's uh, old station wagon and we'd be sitting in a gasoline line. I don't know if any of you remember that the gasoline lines, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember thinking because I think eleven or twelve years old, I was like, what the heck is wrong with our country that we don't have enough energy? And now here we are fifty some years later. Yeah, what is wrong with our country? Why is it that we cannot produce enough energy here? We are going to have blackouts, folks. You're here to heard it first here on the More Money Show. I predict that this summer in many cities and states around the country, we will have rolling blackouts. What does that mean? It means you're going to stick uh, your uh, plug into the uh, electricity, uh, you know, in, in the socket, and no energy is going to come out because we have shut down our nuclear power. We're not producing enough coal. We're not producing enough oil, and now we're supposed to get our our, our energy from windmills. Come on, folks. Does anybody really believe that that we're gonna get all the energy we need to light up Manhattan at night and to keep our factories going and our and our and to power our cars with with windmills really <laughs> and and some and and you know in solar power <clears throat> you know there was a study I just reported on this this week that is it's not fairly it was, i think it came out a couple of years ago and it found that if you wanted to get enough electric power to keep our country moving. Um, from just windows and solar panels, you'd have to pave over the size of four South Dakotas. In, in other words, the entire – and by the way, look at a map sometime. I know mo- most probably people listening to the show have probably never even been to South Dakota. I've been to South Dakota because I, uh, I went to Mount Rushmore recently, which, by the way, if you haven't had a chance to do that, go to Mount Rushmore. It's, it's awe-inspiring. But my point is Mount, uh, South Dakota is a big, big state. Big geographically, not a lot of people, I think about a million people, but huge state. You'd have to pave over four South Dakotas to provide. And how, my point is not only is that, you know, crazy from the point of view of of our economic development, but number two, how is that even good for our environment? Is that green? Is that protecting nature? Is that protecting our forests and our parks and our? And, uh, you know, our, our national lands that we're going to have to keep paving and paving and paving to put up windmills and solar panels? I don't think so. I don't think it's the solution. I think we should use all of our energy, all of it, folks. Right? We should use our coal, our oil, our gas, our nuclear power, hydropower, everything we've got so that we're not dependent on Vladimir Putin and and uh, Iran and Venezuela and Russia and OPEC. And, and uh, one last thing before we take our break. I know I'm being this sounds like a sermon today but if you if you think that I'm sounding a little angry today I am a little angry even though it is a gorgeous day of looking out this beautiful sunshine I'm angry because these are self-inflicted wounds and I'm always asked by my audience on this show do you think that this is intentional is it intentional that are they trying to destroy our free market system. Are we paying a penance for becoming the richest, most powerful country in the world? Um, I certainly hope not. I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just misguided policy. This is why we're going to have to make a correction in November. And I think that, as my buddy Larry Kudlow says, I do think the cavalry is coming. So that's the good news part of this story. So we're going to take a break right now. We're going to hear from um, the uh, Bob and Ryan uh, Payne to talk about the and the financial markets. And then by about the bottom of the hour, I'm going to start taking your calls on all of this stuff. But what would you advise Joe Biden to do to straighten out our economy? What would you advise him to do? Uh, and also for my liberal friends, explain to us why Biden is doing what he's doing, because I don't know if it's intentional that he's trying to destroy our country, but if, it's, if it is intentional, it's working, because our country is really floundering right now economically, and it may look like – it looks to me like things are going to get worse before they get better. I'm Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show. This is WABC Radio, and write this down, folks. Don't call now. Wait about 15 or 20 minutes. That one 800 uh, number, the what I call the More Money Hotline is 1-800-848-9222, one 848 wabc will be taking your calls in about 20 minutes, and um, stay right tuned because we're going to hear from the from what I call them citizens' pain in just one, one minute. You're listening to The More Money Show.
2: WABC, entertaining and informative talk for New York. Streaming now on your smart speakers. Play 77 WABC.
4: Hey, it's Ryan Payne and Bob Payne from Payne Capital Management. Of course, that's P A Y N E. On this week's More Money, talking the markets, the economy, financial independence, retirement. And Bob, and man, oh man, I feel like every week there's just a lot to talk about. Just extreme volatility. Does the market want to go up? Does it want to go down? We're we going into recession. We're we not going to recession, Bob. I just don't get it. You know, right? the only thing I don't like about these periods
0: is when good news is bad news, right? We just had phenomenal uh, manufacturing PMI numbers come in this week at a 57 reading. Now, you know, not to get too wonky on the radio, but anything above 50 shows expansion, anything below 50 shows contraction. At 57, we're showing an economy that's still booming, and even more importantly, The manufacturing ISM, which is services, came in surprisingly stronger than estimated. So the economy's strong. Unemployment's at an all-time record low, or will be soon. Um, And meanwhile, the headlines keep complaining about things are too
4: good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, let's slow things down. We're having too much of a hot economy right now. Like, that's a problem, which if it does slow down a little bit, that's not a bad thing, right? That's the whole idea, because we don't want inflation to stay as high as it's been. And I think that's you know one of the, the narratives that you're hearing right now is like, okay, inflation's up, people are dipping into their savings now, they're spending more on gas, they're spending more on food, and all that's true. But you gotta also remember people are traveling, they're going to hotels, they're going to restaurants, they're flying, they're driving, and all that money that they saved the last two years, of course they're gonna spend some of it, and that's gonna drive the economy, and that's not necessarily a bad thing.
0: No, not at all, right? I think that's the problem. I keep hearing, you know, from Folks that call into the radio show, our clients, you know, prospective clients, they keep saying, Bob, this feels like 2008, 2009. It's not. You know, the Federal Reserve is not trying to restart the economy. It's just trying to slow it down. It's hotter than a poker. And what they want to do is just, you know, cool it down a little bit. That's what they're attempting to do. But, you know, as they talk about interest rates going higher, you know, the market reacts in in a volatile fashion. Of course it does. You know, it's going to continue to do that until it's over.
4: It really is, but I think what you have to think about when it comes to your money and the decisions you make right now is inflation may come down, and we really think it is, but it's still going to be high. And last time I looked, Bob, I Googled the best money market fund in the country pays (laughs) 0.75%. And if inflation's at 8 and even comes down to 6 or 5, that's not going to cut it, getting 0.75%. That's less than a percent sitting in a money market fund. I mean, literally, you're bleeding money right now, Bob, bleeding money.
0: Absolutely right. It's, it's never different. I mean, even back in the 80s, when we had hyperinflation, we had a money market rate that was almost 19 percent. Everybody was happy, except for you're still losing to inflation on an after-tax basis. You should have been investing in the stock and bond market then. You would have made an enormous amount of wealth was created over that next 30, 40-year period. So what you have to do is stay invested, because the only way to hedge against inflation is to be in inflation hedging investments, which are bonds that come due and stocks that increased their earnings and dividends over time.
4: Well, and speaking of dividends right now, if you look at the last 12 months, dividends increased by 11%. So if we had 8% wow. inflation, that means that your dividend yields went up higher and furthermore, we're going to see another like 7% increase this year in global dividends. So, you know, you want to be in investments that pay you more than that 0.75% sitting in a money market fund, but more importantly, increasing cash flow investments, especially if you're thinking about like retirement financial independence. You can't just have the same amount of money coming in every year. You need something that's going to increase over time with inflation. That's why you've got to get your retirement investment game plan in place, because it's real right now. Cost of living is going to go up. And if you're sitting in cash, you're just getting further and further behind the eight ball.
0: Well, that's why it's so confusing, right? You have a lot of investors last month are wondering why the market go up if things are so bad. Well, remember, markets climb a wall of worry, and there's been lots of bricks in that wall, right? We have you know, Russia, Ukraine, we have inflation, we have cost of energy going up, we have China was shut down because of COVID. Well, one by one, you're going to see these uncertainties become more certain. For example, you know, China just reopened. Uh, Shanghai just lifted their lockdown. And as we saw with our country, it's not like you have to do a lot. All you have to do is stop locking down the economy and things recover very quickly. So as you see these different bricks fall in the wall of worry, you've got to be in a position To take advantage of that and you can't do it after the fact then it's too late
4: yeah and i mean i can say anecdotally here bob i'm actually recording this from france right now because it's a hard life over here (laughs) and you know one of the big offsets that we've seen right now is covid restrictions have gone away i mean you would think it's like the fourth of july over here um which maybe if i was in britain that wouldn't be so funny um but you know people just have so much pent-up demand right now and i think that's offsetting especially in europe right now the fact that you do have this You know, energy crisis going on, but with COVID restrictions going away, that's another positive catalyst for not just the U.S. economy, the global economy right now. It's like you just have to go outside your door and you see it. You know, people are getting out. They're doing things. They weren't doing that 12 months ago.
0: Now, that's why I love Wall Street, right? You know, you always make fun of them um, because there's a reason. (laughs) You know, this year, so things have gotten choppy. Things have gotten volatile. So what does Wall Street recommend you do? Every month they have you reduce your exposure to equities. I mean, you should be doing the opposite, right? As a matter of fact, you shouldn't even be listening to Wall Street. You should be listening to yourself. Take care of yourself. <laughs> make sure you have an allocation that you want to maintain. As stocks go down in price, guess what? They become more valuable. They become a better investment. You actually make more as time goes forward. Um, it just blows my mind that you have capitulation. It's in Wall Street, not in the investors that we talk to every day.
4: Well, that's the other thing you, you have a risk right now, right? There's so much cash sitting on those sidelines in the tune of a couple trillion dollars. And, and to your point, if, if things do get a little bit better here, and it looks like they are, right, if you look at what the Federal Reserve looks at as their their measure for inflation, it's actually starting to slow up a little bit. So if the Fed decides, okay, you know, inflation is cooling off a little bit. They don't have to keep raising interest rates. You know, maybe we do get some sort of resolution in Eastern Europe. You don't know what it's going to be, but that's a catalyst it's a huge powder keg for all this money in cash that could just funnel its way back into investments. So you don't want to wait. You know, you want to embrace the uncertainty. Now get your retirement game plan in place before, you know, you get the good news. You can't do it after. You miss the boat. Well, that's what I also love about Wall Street. Now that things have
0: changed a little bit, we have a little more uncertainty, they say, well, whatever you used to do in the past doesn't work anymore. you got to do something different. you got to buy some of our high-cost products that, uh, you know, will somehow hedge against uncertainty. You know what the best hedge there is, Ryan? Right? Having a diversified strategy, keeping your costs low. You know, a lot of investors are saying bonds aren't any good anymore because they're going down. Well, they went up in yield. That means new bonds that you're buying are giving you more income. Income is the planning you need to do. You've got to have income to have a better outcome.
4: Yeah, income, beautifully said, Bob. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, that's what I need. I need a game plan here. I don't know what's going on with all the uncertainty. I'm sitting in cash or my portfolio just got destroyed. Because I don't have a game plan in place. Well, here's your shot to do it. We literally have 10 slots. We keep it open all show. If you have a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run our total financial master plan. And we'll do it with no obligation or cost. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front. We literally go through everything for you. We're going to build you your own personalized financial portal. Get a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture. We're going to hone in on every financial issue you have. Whether it's income. You need an income plan for retirement. How do you take Social Security? There's hundreds of ways to take Social Security, but only one right way for you. We're going to show you how to build an income stream that keeps up with inflation so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life, a full income plan. We're going to look at taxes, and we're going to look at fees. Wall Street loves, loves to sell you product, products with high tax. Let me say it again. Wall Street loves to sell you products with high fees. We're going to go through every investment you have, those annuities. Insurance products, mutual funds, show where all the hidden costs are, show to reduce the costs on your portfolio and optimize your portfolio for taxes. Mm. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We're gonna to put together a full tax game plan and we're gonna look at diversification. Are you sitting with way too much money in growth and growth in tech and bond funds? Did your markets did your portfolio sell off big over the course of the last couple of months? Or are you just sitting in cash, paralysis by analysis, while inflation is over eight percent? earning nothing on your money, we're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We have 10 slots if you have over a million dollars saved for retirement.
0: All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844 n y c. That's 844 p l a n NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call right now. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844 844- Plan NYC. That's 844
4: pl nyc So, Bob, you know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, we have over a 1,000 families that we've been advising now. Uh, and actually, we're up here on our 14-year anniversary, and you and I have over 75 years experiencing the industry. You know, we get a lot of questions week after week. And you know what? We got a lot of good questions recently from listeners and some of our clients. So I thought we could talk about some of the, the questions that we got and address them here right on the show. And one question that came in last week, which I think is pertains to a lot of people right now, is Bob and Ryan. My wife and I are in our 50s and are thinking about changing our lifestyle to do some traveling while we work remotely. Must be nice. What would your advice be towards building a million-dollar portfolio of dividend-producing stocks (coughs) to supplement our income while we travel for a couple of years? This would consist of solid blue-chip dividend stocks and some real estate investment trust stocks with high-paying dividends. Thank you for your feedback.
0: You know, Ryan, I love it. Whenever you have a more volatile market, whatever used to work, where most people have most of their money invested that's now down, they want to blow up the strategy and go after something safe like dividend-paying stocks. Sounds good, but it's really more of a panacea. It's not a strategy.
4: No, it is, and I think we have to be careful about here right now. It's not just about the income you're generating, but it's about how high-quality the income is that you're generating. Bob, like you have a saying that I love is more money's been lost chasing yield than at the point of a gun, right? So you might see like 7 8% Some of these annuities give you these like really attractive rates, but the reality of it is your principal's at risk, and it's really critical, especially if you're getting close to retirement.
0: And it's as I said, when you're speculating in individual stocks, even if they're blue-chip dividend stocks, doesn't mean that stock has to go up, doesn't mean that dividend is sacred or secure, doesn't mean the company can't go out of business. You know, for example, for years I would get calls from folks saying, "Hey, Bob, why don't I just put all my money in AT and T? Pays a five percent dividend. What could go wrong?" Well, they just cut their dividend in half, right? That went wrong. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's a problem. So it's really important to understand what you own and where that income's coming from. I like that idea, right? You want to have income, like you say, Bob. You know, you get a better outcome with income. But it's really important to look where that income's coming from because you know one of the things we don't like are those bond funds, Bob where no, you, know, we don't you like- <laughs> own a share of a fund. It's bad.
0: Well, we don't. Ra, you heard it first. We don't like bond funds. We've been telling you, all of you, you know, for the last five years, get rid of the bond funds. Um, well, you know, they went down enough in value now that the market did the work for you. What we want to do is own individual bonds that pay their yield every year they come due. And when they come due, if interest rates are higher, you get to invest your money at a higher rate of return. So the whole key is to have a portfolio, a basket of investments that generate income, some is interest from bonds, some is dividend yield from individual companies, from, you know, your portfolio. And then you also want to have real estate in your portfolio, real estate investment trust, you know, that own institutional assets that pay good, generous dividends.
4: Yeah. And that's one of the biggest mistakes we see. It's like, where's the income coming from? And you want diversified sources, right? You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. We always talk about this. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, which a lot of you are experiencing that right now, or maybe you had too much money in technology or the S and P 500. So it's like, you want to look at building an income portfolio income that you can live off of, but you want it coming from different sources. And it's so key. And we see that maybe 50 portfolios a month. Most of you aren't doing it that way. And that can get you in a lot, a lot of trouble. So you've got to look at what kind of income is my portfolio generating? Is it going to keep up with inflation? And is it diversified properly? And these are all the things we look at because you really need to bulletproof your portfolio, especially if you're going to start living off of it in retirement.
0: Well said, Ryan. It works perfectly into our next question that we're getting all the time. Do you favor selling your stocks at this time or just riding the carnage out? In other words, if this is a correction or the beginning of a bear market, isn't it better to sit in cash and wait till things calm down and then just get back in gradually? Yeah. The answer is no, Bob.
4: <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to go to cash. Cash is trash if you're learning anything from the show this morning. And, again, this is where diversification comes in because if you look at it this year, you know, value stocks are they're, they're not down for the year. Um, you look at commodities and energy pipelines that we went on our portfolios are up this year. So you you want to ride the carnage out with a portfolio that generates a lot of income, again, that's from diversified sources. And if it isn't, you've got a big problem right now. Well, right, it just sounds
0: so good. Yeah, just let me get out and wait and watch and see what happens. Well, if you go back and look at the history of the financial markets, they always go down sometime during the year. So if you took money out every year when the market was down, guess what? You never got back in. You don't have an investment strategy. You don't have a plan. you got a pile of cash that's not generating the return you need to achieve your financial goals.
4: Meanwhile, if you have a portfolio that's built for income, no matter if the market's growing up or down, those dividend payments, those interest payments still come in month after month. They don't turn off. You know That's critical. Anyhow, if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, this is what I need. I need a full income plan. I need to factor in inflation. I know it's high. I know the volatility right now is insane. And I don't have a game plan. Well, here's your shot to do it. We literally have five slots left. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for you our now famous total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We look at everything. No other firm out there will do this work up front. We're going to build you your own personalized financial portal, get a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture. We're going to hone in on every financial issue you have. We're going to look at income. Do you have an income plan for retirement? How are you going to draw from your portfolio? How are you going to take Social Security? There's hundreds of ways of taking it. We're going to build a customized income plan just for you so you don't run out of money in retirement. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Your portfolio is probably laden with high-cost products because Wall Street loves to sell you high-cost products. In your portfolio, we're going to go through everything from annuities, mutual funds, insurance products, show you where all the hidden costs are, show how to reduce that cost and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make. It's what you take. We're going to put together a full tax game plan so you pay less taxes. We're going to put together a full tax game plan to optimize your tax picture. And we're going to look at diversification. Are you getting hit hard here with all the market volatility, Not don't know what to do? Are you sitting with way too much money and cash earning nothing, trying to figure out what to do, paralysis by analysis? We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life.
0: All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique Total Financial Master Plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no strings attached, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call right now, 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844 a n n y c. nyc
4: Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Simply go to BeBullish.com. That's BeBullish.com. You can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. Learn more about Bob and I. Go to BeBullish.com. Stay tuned. We got more, more money
2: in your way. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. Elevatewellnessgroup.com. Help is out there. Elevatewellnessgroup.com. Your health is important. Your sexual health is very important. And like everything else, it has challenges. As many as 50% of men over 50 have sexual-related difficulties, like ED, low testosterone, and low energy. That's where they come in. Elevate Wellness has real professional and in-person solutions. Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Or visit elevatewellnessgroup.com and get back to where it started. Office visits, only $99 dollars. This month.
0: This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist, here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. This week on the Street of Dreams, it was a case of good news is now bad news for the stock market. The exact opposite of the past few years when bad news for the economy was great news for the markets because it meant the Fed would need to keep monetary policy easy. That role has now unfortunately reversed, as the good news for the economy is bad news for the markets as the Fed looks to raise rates and tighten monetary policy. And this week was jam-packed with good news. The manufacturing PMI came in at 57, while ISM manufacturing PMI came in at 56.1, much stronger than the expected 54.5. Now remember, anything above 50 indicates growth, or expansion of the U.S. manufacturing sector, while reading under 50 suggests contraction. We are way above 50 in both the PMI and the ISM PMI. Now, new orders rose to 55.1, another indication of strong demand. Now, the job openings report showed there were even more jobs available than expected. There are 11.4 million job openings with nearly two positions for every unemployed person. Suggesting that wages will rise as employers will be forced to pay up for talent, both to attract them and to pay them a wage that will allow them to live in a world with higher inflation. And then on Friday, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the American economy added 390,000 jobs for the month of May, keeping the unemployment rate at 3.6% unchanged now for the third straight month, even as more people entered the labor force. All good news for the economy but bad news for the market. The market's reaction was quick, with stock prices falling while bond yields rose and the dollar rose sharply. All this good news is indicative of an economy that continues to expand, but goes against what our Fed is trying to do, tighten financial conditions and slow the economy. The data suggests that the policy the Fed has implemented thus far has either not wholly taken hold or is not enough to slow the economy and not able to bring inflation under control for now. However, the pullback in asset prices is exactly what the Fed has been hoping for. Remember, the Federal Reserve is raising rates not to help an ailing economy like 2008 and 2009 when our economy was broken. It's simply trying to cool down a red-hot economy, not kill it. Once the Fed signals they're done raising rates, this big booming bull market will resume. There's literally trillions of dollars sitting on the sidelines looking for a home in our markets. And this is exactly why you need to stay the course to stay invested. Markets, as we all know, are forward looking, not backwards, and will recover long before any of us even have a down payment on a clue why. Hey, my son, Ryan, and I, we have 70 years of combined industry experience of building low cost, tax efficient, gold based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you have to do is simply call or text 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLANNYC. That's 844-PLANNYC. Hey, this is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management.
2: This is More Money with
3: economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. Uh, I want to remind people, if you would like to get the what I call the Prosperity Hotline, which is a short summary every morning of some of the crazy things that uh, liberals are doing and some of the nutty things that are going on in Washington. And we add a little humor. We have a little... Um, Updates on the economy and, and throw in some politics. And it's very short. You can read this probably in about five minutes every morning. Uh, it's become very popular. My friend Newt Gingrich uh, called me the other day said, Steve, this is the first thing I read every morning. So if you'd like to get the prosperity hotline, it is free. It costs nothing. I'm not selling anything. I just want you to get it because I think you might benefit and have some fun reading it. And you can educate yourself about what's going on. And some of the horrors about what are, what are happening acro- across the United States in terms of this woke uh, culture that we have now will astound you. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, uh, in some cases, I think you'll laugh. In some cases, you'll get angry. But if you would like to get it, just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website. That's one word, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Just give us your email, and we will send that to you five mornings a week. If you like it, we'll continue to send it to you for free. If you don't like it, just click the button, say I want to unsubscribe, but I think you will enjoy it. Uh, no matter what your political perspective is, it's a good way to get educated. So that's Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Go, uh, and then uh, and uh, just Send us your email, and you'll start receiving. It takes about a three or four days for you to be put into the system. About 200,000 people get it around the country, and we've got uh, some big fans of the hotline. Okay, so I, w- I want to talk to- – I'm going to take your calls in literally 60 seconds, but uh, the theme, if you're just joining uh, – listening to the show now, the theme of this uh, week's More Money show is what the hell are people in Washington thinking? What are they doing to our economy? Now, you just heard – from uh, the pains, talking about the things that are going right about the economy, but I'm telling you, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the ravaging effects of inflation. Uh, I don't believe that inflation is really only eight percent. And I get a lot of people call uh, and, and email me saying, "Steve, why do you keep saying inflation's eight percent? You know, I, I'm feeling twenty, twenty-five percent inflation in my bills because of my grocery bills, my my gas bills, my utility bills, my rent bills." So For real Americans living to paycheck to paycheck, which is most of us, right, which is at least half of us, we're feeling an inflation that is much worse than the government statistics are indicating. But maybe some of you think I'm completely wrong. That's what I love about this show. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. I want to hear all sorts of different perspectives on this. But, you know, when you've got inflation running at 8.3 percent, as that's the official number, and you've got wages growing at 5.5 percent over the last year – month after month after month, what's happening is that the prices of things that you're buying is rising faster than your income. Now, what does that mean? That means we're getting poorer because of these high inflation rates. And uh, employment market is good, but so many of the other areas are, are weak. I'm worried about our small business sector. Uh, I don't know if you are, but I am. And I, if we've got small businessmen and women who would like to chime in on this as well. Um, And don't forget, if you are a Biden fan, if you voted for Joe Biden and you think he's doing a great job and you want to explain to us why you think he's been a good president, we would love to hear it. And we will be completely respectful of your opinion. Okay, Mr. Producer, who is our first caller on the More Money show this week?
5: Our first caller is Sarah from Manhattan.
1: Sarah, thanks for calling. Hi, how are you? I've been listening since you started the show.
3: Oh, awesome. Great. Well, thank you for listening. What do you, what do you got for us? What, am I wrong what do about I you? For you? You think that this president knows what he's doing?
1: No, no, but I think I would lean towards. It's more intentional to move the agenda for the green and, and socialism. There's a, a tenant in socialism, like in, in Cuba and other places, the more things go poorly, the more the people will look to government for regulation. And I think that's what they're doing. And, um, I think it's part of the woke and the green and, um, I was a former energy lawyer and a professor of law, and so I, I think we just have to go to the energy. And he could easily solve this by getting an energy person that has some knowledge, like you just said before, yes. she doesn't. Getting a transportation right. person. Don't point appoint p- p- uh, people based on political, you know, favoritism. Right. Get some experts in there. But he doesn't want. And that's the Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, Sarah, a great call. I agree with you. By the way, thanks for being a, a regular listener to the show. Uh, we, as I just said, we have really smart callers and Sarah is certainly one of them and agree entirely with you, what you said. I, like, I don't know if this is intentional. It doesn't really matter. What really matters is the result. I don't like to get to people's motivations. I like to look at the results. And by the way, if the economy were flying high right now, uh, you know, I, as I said, I like the job market right now. This is a good job market. If you want a job and you got a skill, you can get one. And I would advise people, you know, if you've been sitting on the sideline thinking, maybe I'll go back to work now, get back in a job now, because I'm here to tell you two, three months from now, we're not going to see the strong job market we see today. So get, get locked into a job right now. So great call. Who is our next caller? Mr. Producer.
5: Our next caller is John from Staten Island.
3: John, thanks for calling. Before I get to your call, I want to repeat that number again. We still have one or two lines open. It's 1-800-844-9222, 1-800-844-WABC.
6: Uh, All right, what do you hello got? Hello, Mr. Moore. Yeah, so uh,
3: it's actually 848. You had 844. No you it. Right. Off. <laughs> okay. 1-800-848-9222. Right. Okay. John, what do you got for us? Sorry.
6: Okay, Listen. Uh, I was looking up a a history of uh, the Federal Reserve. It started in 1913. Nothing to do with the actual bank in Philadelphia, Alexander Hamilton, did. This is an offshoot Uh from Congress. So Congress took the big banks and made this little special bank that could print up money. And, uh, you know, I remember from when things stabilized after uh, Ronald Reagan came in, and then Uh after uh, Clinton took over, and it has been going on ever since, this quantitative easing. As a small guy, I don't want to see 0.000, 000 you know, 0.01%, 0. 0.02% 0. on my interest. i like to see 3% on my interest, right, where they right. were trying to do negative calculating. I don't see where somebody who has negative rates so the economy keeps going helps the small guy. It doesn't. Yeah. What we need to do is I want to see the Congress – Take small banks in every state and produce a, a Federal Reserve that covers the small banks, not the big banks.
3: Good, good call, John. Uh, look, I'm gonna say this about the Federal Reserve. I do not believe that the Federal Reserve um, has been doing a good job in, in uh, recent years under Jerome Powell. And he just got a, he just was reappointed, by the way. I I believe, and don't quote me on this, folks, I think, that the vote was 80 to 20 in the Senate. Uh, I may be wrong about that, but I think I'm right. Uh, and so that's a big, that's a you know acclamation when you have that many people voting to re-nominate uh, and put, put Jerome Powell in for another four or five years. And my point is, well, why? What, what has he done right? We got a inflation running at 8% getting worse every month and we, we're putting the guy in? It's like if you got a football coach, you know, a professional football coach, and he loses 15 or 16 games, and then you give him a pay raise. I mean, that's just not right. Uh, This is not a Federal Reserve board that has done a good job of protecting our currency. And every – look, when you have inflation like this, folks, what it is is a form of degrading your currency. It's a devaluation. And so what we're doing right now is we're spending – I was going to say billions, but really trillions of dollars. By the way, a trillion dollars is one followed by 12 zeros. These numbers are so gigantic, we can't even fathom them. But they're spending trillions of dollars in Congress. The Fed is printing the money to pay for it through their monetary policy. And what I'm saying is, you know what? That's what third world countries do. That's what Mexico and Bolivia and Argentina and Venezuela and Zimbabwe do. And it never has a happy ending. So I agree. I agree. I don't think the Fed has been doing a good job at all. Mr. Producer, who is our next caller?
5: Our next caller is Jonathan from Sag Harbor, New York.
3: Jonathan, thanks for calling. What have you got for us today?
7: Well, uh, I'm completely out of the market as of a couple months ago, and there's two simple
3: words, Joe. Wait, by- John, Jonathan, can you hold on, Hold on just one second? Did you pull out just a few months ago? Yeah. Good timing, <laughs> well done, my friend, because you you nailed it. Because the last couple of months have been horrible for the market. We've lost, you know, we've lost five six trillion dollars as a country. So if you pulled out a few months ago, you saved yourself a lot of money.
7: That's correct. And the reason I did the two words to explain it: Joe yep. Biden. Biden. Yep. And this yep. guy is was a moron before he got senile. And I just don't understand why I'm the only person in the whole doggone country who's who's willing to come on national radio and say this guy is too senile to be president and he should be removed. Well, you know,
3: yeah, look, a great call. I've got about four or five other people on the line. We're running out of time. But I want to say this. I, I don't know if he's now. I mean, you know, look, he's old and, and I don't want to make fun of elderly people. I'm, I'm 62 and I'm not the same guy I was, you know, 10 years ago. I, I find myself sometimes not having the energy and the mental acuity that I did, you know, when I was in my 40s. And that's just a natural thing. Uh, but I got to tell you, you know, having been around Trump, uh, as many of you know, I was an advisor to Trump. I spent a lot of time with him in the Oval Office and and on the campaign. And it's just, it's. I think that Biden and Trump are roughly the same age. I, I think Biden might be one or two years older. I don't remember, but they're you know roughly the same age. And to compare Biden and Trump just in terms of their energy level, and their mental acuity at this point is really pretty remarkable. Now, uh, so I look. I don't think the problem is so much the, uh, Joe Biden's mental acuity at this point. I just think that you have a a progressive left-wing, woke culture in this country that has taken over the Democratic Party. And I'm not sure – in other words, do you think we'd be better off if we had Kamala Harris? Does that mean Kamala Harris would be doing a better job than Joe Biden? Do you think that Pete Buttigieg – there's a lot of talk about Pete Buttigieg being the Democratic nominee – or Lamy Klomachar? They all have drunk this Kool-Aid of progressive – left-wing modern monetary theory policy which is ruining our country all right don't forget folks it's 1-800-848 right one 800 848 if you'd like to join the conversation we've got about 15 minutes left who's who's next mr producer
5: the next call is going to be ron from long island
3: ron thanks for calling i hope you're a liberal by the way ron are you uh no i'm not sorry <laughs> oh I, I just keep hoping I, one of my liberal friends will call in and defend uh, defend joe Biden. but what do you got for us sir all kidding aside so i don't th- i don't think there's many liberals listening to you <laughs> i mean i hope for your well, sake they are but i kind of doubt that i wish they would though i mean this is i'll let you ask your question in a minute but you know the country is so polarized and i think you know, look, I'm not always right, folks. I make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Janet Yellen admitted she was wrong about inflation. I'll, I'll, you know, salute her for admitting she was wrong. Uh, I'm wrong many times. I'm, I'm not a fountain of wisdom. Uh, and so, uh, but it's not a good thing that you know liberals are only listening to themselves. And so, and I like to. You know, sometimes I turn on MSNBC. Just to, you know, I'm a a Fox guy, but I'll turn on MSNBC just to kind of hear the other argument. Uh, And I think we'd all be better off if we did a little bit of that. But anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you, sir. What do you got for us? That's okay. Uh, I just wanted to say that I don't think you're giving Joe Biden enough credit. I think he's doing the exact job that he's been paid to do. And we know who paid him, but he's doing the exact job he's been paid to do. Well, Well, okay. what do you mean by that? I'm not following you. What do you mean? I, I, think he's, I think he's very much compromised, and anybody who doesn't see that is either blind or deaf. Compromised, how so? I think he's been paid by the Communist Party to uh, take, get, reduce the, uh, the sovereignty of our, of our country, I think, it, so, so it would be easy to be taken over. So and he's going to undermine this country as much as he can, because he's, he's, he don't care. He's been paid to do this, and that's what he's so doing. So you're you're in the camp that thinks this is intentional. Absolutely, without a doubt, without a question. The man is not that stupid. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's in decline, but he's not stupid yet. Okay, but, but let me. Okay, I, I I want to ask you one more question before I let you go. So, but look, all these members of the Congress are voting for this stuff. What about them? It's it. it this is what's this is what's happening. This is just my view. I you know. Yeah. They're trying to make everything look, you know, like it's not so bad. And they're they're right and everything else. But he's been paid. He's been compromised to reduce this country. Very, whatever, they take it over from the inside. And that's what's happening. You know they can't take us over from the outside. So they're doing it for, it's an inside job. It's an inside job. Great call. And, look, again, I don't get into people's motives, but I will say this, that I am nervous about what we're doing to our country right now is playing into the hands of our enemies. I think I said this, you know, starting well before the election that if Biden won the election, then the two biggest winners on the planet would be Vladimir Putin and President Xi of China. And folks, we are playing into the hands of our enemy. The fact that we're not producing the oil and gas that we have in this country, who's the biggest winner of that? Just think about that for a minute. Who's the winner? Oh yeah, Vladimir Putin. Oh yeah, the Saudi oil sheiks. Oh yeah, uh, China, which is building 100 coal plants. They're loving life right now. They are laughing behind our back. Okay, Mister Producer, do we have another caller?
5: We do. It is Joyce from New York.
3: Okay, Joyce. I hope you're a liberal.
1: No, sorry, I'm not. And if I was, if I was, I'd be very, very quiet. Because they're very, very right. quiet right now.
3: They are. Have very you noticed quiet. that? They're kind of, I've noticed that. That's a great point. But what have you, yeah. what have you got for us? Yeah, they
1: don't say anything. Uh, the only way that he could help this country now, Biden, is to leave. He's got to get out. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait wait wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. If he leaves, do you know who the president is going to be? I know. We're, We're not horrible. happy about that either. I
3: you know what? Not, I think she's worse than. I mean, Kamala Harris. That woman is.
1: She's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Market. I work in a super I work in a supermarket, and yep. every time, every person is complaining. Everyone. Yep. And yep. all I say is another two and a half years of this. We're we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah. So how much how
3: much the price has gone up in your supermarket?
1: You know. People say I used to spend 100, now I'm spending 200, and that goes for me too. It's it's That's really out, it's out of wow. control, and everyone complains, everyone. Yeah. And People the are angry.
3: Said, i mean yes, yeah.
1: I know who's like liberal and who's not in in the <laughs> store, but they'll say they'll say nothing, and then they'll say something that they heard from a, like MSNBC, yeah. and one yeah. man just says, it. you know what. He's like, you know what? Don't even. And she walks so, away. So you know? I got
3: to, I got to, I, I got to cut you off in a minute. But let me just ask you one question on the way out. Um, so you're saying you think the inflation is a lot more than eight uh, percent? It's it's really it's horrible, horrible. It's much higher, much horrible. higher. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I feel- agree. I think we're not. Uh, thanks for the call. Great call. We're not properly measuring the inflation that middle and middle income and working class americans feel yeah if you're bill gates or warren buffett do you have to worry about you know doubling the food prices or doubling of the gas prices no they don't care uh that's the rich liberals for you but but the people who are working every day and working at you're earning a paycheck they're feeling it okay i think we got time for one or two more quick calls mr producer who is our next caller our
5: next caller is al from manhattan
3: Okay, Al. I'm hoping you're a, a liberal who's going to defend Joe Biden. I don't know what I am because I'm confused.
7: <laughs> you're cool. <quality, laughs> it's a lot smarter than I do, but I have I have my own problems. So I can only tell you my problems, my okay. perspective. I own yeah. bakeries. Okay. I have no formal education. I know nothing how about. Ma- how process. many How many
3: bakeries How many bakeries do you have, sir? I have three. So let three, me go okay.
7: further. I told my kids as they were growing up. I'd rather put my money on the crap table than to put it in the stock market because you don't know who's stealing it from you on the crap table. you see who's taking your money away from you when you lose. but when you bet the right way with with uh, stocks and it goes the wrong way, too much shenanigans so here's my so, point. So, here's yeah. what like, do you do,
3: what what do you do with your money if you don't put it in the stock market where do you where Where do you put your savings
7: couple of buildings you know stuff like that Okay, like, got hey, it, okay got it. so here's the thing. I buy flour to, uh, uh, about a year ago. I used to yep. pay $9,500 every two weeks for my flour.
3: Okay? Wait, what was
7: that number again? Uh, what, what did you pay? $9,500 $9, $9, for 51,000 okay. 51, pounds. Now, yep. I got a flour delivery last week. I paid 21000 for the same ah, flour, same amazing. weight, same everything. Now... What happens is we know that because there was a drought, they come up with every excuse you could think of, and when they can't find an excuse, they tell you about premiums. What's the premium? Where'd this come from? So now you're fighting a three-headed monster. You're fighting the inflation, you're fighting the drought, and you're fighting the the fevery going on. Right. Then as the Wall Street, Wall Street goes in there and they buy futures. Now, when I buy a future, wow. they, they, they give me 10 contracts. That's it. i
3: got to yeah. use those so,
1: 10 contracts. Uh, I, 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 got,
3: really- I got to cut you off. I want to ask one question before I let you go. So you, with these higher costs, are you having to raise your prices at the bakery?
7: Oh, please. I raised the 5 dollars and I still can't make it. Yeah.
3: Now, it's just terrible.
7: Should, too, I have a quick solution. They should keep Wall Street out of being allowed to buy contracts because all they're doing <laughs> is stealing the flour they're waiting till they buy all the contracts up and then they sell it back to the bankers. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Right. Right.
7: Hey,
3: I got to cut you off cuz I got one more caller I got to get to. Great call. Uh good luck with your business. I love your your uh, your entrepreneurship, but uh I understand Mr. uh producer, we have a liberal who has finally called in. Who is that?
5: It is Bob from Berkeley Heights, New Jersey.
3: Bob, thank you for calling. Okay, make the case for us.
8: Okay. Uh I'm a liberal. If you get the uh, Webster's dictionary out, like like all uh, probably most of your listeners are, uh, also liberals. If you look at
3: what we call a classical liberal.
8: Yeah, but the thing is, it's conservative. Uh, if yeah, you if right. you look at the uh, if you look at who's got the influence in our country right now, it's a it's a minority, and as yep. of many things, they've flipped everything like if you look into uh, the, the uh organized religions uh they've 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 hijacked you know the catholic church the baptist church all these the muslims they've infiltrated all this it's it's an, a dark oh. side that is influencing the good
3: so what do you think about our government right now
8: i i, I listen i've been watching this for 12 years uh, this is my right. hobby i haven't watched tv yeah. in 4 years um, the thing is, I knew that the Democrats were bad, and I knew that there was some bad Republicans, but I had no idea that the
1: Republicans yeah, we're, were this
8: bad. I was, a Bush, yeah. I was a Bush supporter. I even gave Bush 43 money for his library. I had yeah. no idea how dirty these guys were. And it all came yeah. to light when uh, Hillary Clinton was running for president, and she's at Bush right. 41's uh, ranch, and all of a yeah. sudden uh, they asked Jenna Bush and uh, Barbara right. Bush, the grandkids, who you right. voting for? And they both said Hillary, and I said, this
3: doesn't make any sense to me. All right. Got to cut, cut you off. Um, I, I take your point, though. Uh, you know, Republicans are not necessarily the solution to all our problems, folks. I, we need term limits. I'm Steve Moore. This is The Moore Money Show. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, folks. Get outside. It's a beautiful day.